Good day, family. <clears throat> I hope everybody's doing well. It's October 17th, 2019. This is your brother coming to you live. Check it out, my family. There's one thing that we have to do in this world. That's stay whatever color we are and die. That's the two things that are mandatory. Stay the color that we are and die. No matter what color it is, you stay the color that you are and you die. Hopefully, in most cases, you would hope everybody live a prosperous life. Prosperous, you could be just healthy with a regular job or you could be wealthy. So, you know, whatever definition you want to put on prosperous is on you. But what I want to talk about really is the 1.3 to 2.0 trillion dollars that the black people in America get every year anywhere between 1.3 to 2 trillion dollars a year that is anywhere between the ninth and 10th wealthiest country in the world we are 40 million plus in United States and we bring in that type of money. We have close to a million. I believe it's anywhere between 7.5. I'm going to be throwing out numbers uh, today. So I want you guys to pay attention. We have anywhere between 750 to over a million inmates. Male and female that are black. Now, it's kind of hard to estimate the kind of money that they're bringing in, but the people who are free every day, the income that is coming into the black hands in America, what are we doing with it? What's going on with this trillion dollar income or multi trillion dollar income that the black community is coming into each and every year? Where is all this money going? We don't have nothing to really provide for our children. As far as businesses, and I quote, I am not talking about those who might have a family business or have some type of business. A few is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a group that needs to have more to provide for its people. I am not talking about the fews. I'm not talking about somebody who might have a house or two or three or have a, a, a little small business or something like that. I'm talking about something that can generate wealth for others. We don't have a Facebook. We don't have a Google. We don't even have a Ford 
We don't even have a Toyota. We don't even have a General Motors, a Apple. That's the kind of business that I am talking about today. Or better yet, a Amazon. Black people's money goes towards others and their wealth. That's why you see others prospering more than black folk. Because black folk are too busy, and I mean too busy, worried about what somebody else is doing, or better yet, worrying about what somebody else is not doing. We need to come together. These are the type of messages that need to be posted in your ear each and every day. I know you say, well, you know, somebody else ain't doing it. It don't take somebody else. It just takes you to start it. Stop worrying about what others are not doing and worry about what you need to do. These messages for my people, black people, are basically for anybody. Anybody who has a conscience and understand black people need help. Showboating and riding around in cars that you can't afford, walking around with purses that basically you can't afford. You got a $10,000 purse and you got $2 in it. You think you got it going on and you don't. Or better yet, maybe you do. But what about your people? You know why white folks are so successful? As you've seen in the trials on how they, uh, how, uh, how when white folks get in trouble, what do they do? They protect them. They can get caught for murder and they get protected. They may not get a, uh, uh, they're not going to get a death sentence. They're going to get some years so they can come out and still enjoy their life. Why? Because they stick together. You know why my brothers and sisters uh, in, in the brown community, my Latin brothers and sisters, you know why they, they do so well? You know why they're able to get a uh, property? Because they stick together. They're not worried about name brands. Black people, black people are too busy worried about what they got on their backside what they got on their feet, or what they carrying. That's what black people do. Black people are worried about other stuff outside of build, nation building. You see, the Muslims, they believe in nation building. Regular black folk, Christians, whatever your uh, religious persuasion is, believe in looking good, and having somebody see me in my new car to make them jealous. No one's jealous anymore, people. Let me tell you, no one is jealous of the black man and black woman. Because all other, and this is the truth, all other people see is a mask. That's all it is. It's a mask. You go out, you spend money you don't have. You wear your wealth. You don't have it in the bank. You don't have it in a business. You don't have it in property. You wear your wealth. They see you with a thousand, you see these rappers with thousand gold chains and, and cars they can't even afford. It's like never be impressed with a lot of this stuff that you see people flaunting. It's flaunting. That's all it is. It's to make you think that they got something and they may have a few dollars, but you know what? They're wearing their dollars. 
And this is the problem. White folks, Latino folks, Asian folk, they don't go around wearing that stuff. They have it. Some, some of them do because some of them, you know, hey, you know, everybody like a little style every now and then, but they're not flossing it and flaunting it. Black people too busy trying to floss with this stuff like it's something that's important. Wealth building is important. If you got $1.3 trillion coming anywhere between $1.3 and $2 trillion coming into your community, into the, to the black hands every year, where is the businesses? The business is going to other businesses that's outside of the black community. That's why we can't build because our money doesn't stay in our community long enough for us to build. Our hands are like liquid sand or liquid paper. As soon as you put it in, it just runs out. And then when you try to grab it and squeeze onto it, it's still pouring out your hand. Why? Because you don't know how to take it and pick up a cup and let it fall in a cup and save it. You're too busy when to go out there like a lot of you will get paid today and tomorrow and you already planning on what you're going to wear to the club, what outfit you're going to wear. And my sisters, beautiful black women, God that you so-called love so-called give yourself a Christian title when Jesus wasn't even a Christian. You wore all this fake hair, eyelash, this bullshit makeup that breaks out your skin over years of wearing it. You wear all of this stuff to look good. And you look good. You hear me not. You look good without it. You don't need to wear a bunch of fake no good makeup. You don't need to wear a bunch of fake hair, synthetic horse hair, uh, whatever kind of hair it is. You don't need to wear that. You're beautiful. God gave you natural beauty. You should try to enhance your natural beauty by taking off all that bullshit makeup that does you no good. It's like a painting from afar. It looks good from afar, but up close, don't look so good. It's like a, a, a Monet painting. From afar, it looks good. You get up close and then you see, oh man. My sisters, you are better than a Monet painting. You are natural beauty. But you spend your money with people Buying this fake hair, these fake eyelashes, cheap makeup. You think it's good makeup and they tell you it's good makeup, but it's expensive shit that don't even look good. Why? For what? What? To make yourself feel good? The way you make yourself feel good is to go to the bank and look at your bank account. To be able to walk into your own place of business and talk to your employees. That makes you look good. You don't need a bunch of makeup to be successful or fake hair or fake eyelashes. And my brothers, what's going on with you? 
trying to hit home runs with every big booty chick that you see. These meaningless relationships just going around destroying our black sisters. We're trying to make them believe that you want them when you don't. Because see, if you've been engaged, I'm not not going into relationships. Not this season. I'm in season. I'm still in season two. I won't go to season three till probably in about a month. And then we'll be talking about maybe relationships. And we'll definitely be talking about solutions to everything I done talked about in seasons one and two. But my brothers, if you really love a woman, I don't care if you're in school. I don't care if you're not in school. I don't care if you're waiting to get your ends together. Because let me tell you, if you love a woman, you will go through the battles with this woman. It has nothing to do with I'm waiting to get myself together. If you want somebody, you go and you take them off the block. You don't let them linger on the block while you come up with that lame excuse. I'm waiting to get my money together because chances are you may never get your money together. But you keep this woman dangling on a fence with the notion that we're going to be together. My brothers, you got to step up. You got to start acting like real men. Screwing a whole bunch of women don't make you no man. You got roaches that screw every day. And they steal bugs. You got rats, mice, rodents, whatever. Screw every day. But they still going to be a fucking rodent. My brothers, you got to start taking more responsibility for your kids as well. You know, having a woman work two, three jobs or whatever she's doing just to make ends meet while you ride around and give an hour or two a week or a weekend or whatever you give your, your child or buy them a little gift and think you something special. You do shit that you want to uh, awards for when it's shit you ought to be doing in the first place. You don't need no accolades for taking care of your kids. Ain't nobody ever gave me no award for taking care of my kids. My brothers, you got to step up to the plate. You have to start building as well. It ain't just sisters. You need, we all, we all need to build together. That's why we don't have communities. When I was growing up, we had communities. We don't have communities anymore. In 2019, going into 2020, we have neighborhoods and our neighborhoods are becoming so diluted with people that don't look like us. We don't have that. We're just scattered like salt. I'm sorry, like pepper on grits. And I don't even eat grits. But I had to use that analogy because it's, you know, it kind of, you can get the idea. Pepper on grits. Take one thing, dump it one time, boop. That's what we look like in a sea of white. So if you know what peppers on grits look like, then you know. It don't look like very much, especially with one dump. My brothers and my sisters, we got 1.2, no, 1.3 to $2 trillion coming to the hands of black folks every year. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I got a clip from my brother, Umar Johnson. It's the it, finishing up the clip that I started 
in one of the previous episodes. I just wanted to let you get the general idea on what this brother's talking about. My family, we got to get it together because everybody's looking at the black man and black woman. They don't like you because they fear you. They fear you because if you ever get your stuff together, they see how strong we are. That's why they fear you. Okay, I'm going to start this clip and we're going to take it from there. You ever wonder why black people got more sellouts than any other race in America? Have you noticed that? We have more sellouts and coons than any other people in this country for one very big reason. We are the only people who do not systematically employ and economically empower their own. Chinese systematically employ and economically empower their own. European Jews systematically employ and economically empower their own. Mexicans do it. Arabs do it. We are the only people in America. If a black child needs a job, he can't even come to his own community to get one. How are we going to expect our people to be loyal for us when we do nothing for them? And that's why we got to put our money together. It only takes a quarter of a million dollars to open up a credit union. That's sad. You know why that's sad? Because y'all spent about $2 billion on Christmas gifts. So if you would just take your Christmas money, you can not only build a school for our children, you can build a bank to finance your business. See, you can take the slave out of slavery, but only the slave can take the slave out of himself. Black people spend on average $2 billion a year on Air Jordan, $4 billion a year on liquor, $1 billion a year on fast food. You saw what just happened with uh, Popeye's. $40 billion in a matter of hours. Yes. Uh, and we weren't even paid for that. Black women spend almost $20 billion a year on hair care and beauty products. But yet, there's not a black community in the United States I can go to where you can show me a black community that has all four of the essential institutions, which are a bank, a school, a supermarket, and a hospital. A bank to invest in the people, a supermarket to feed the people, a school to teach the people, and a hospital to save the people. How does a $2 trillion people, that's what we are, the richest group of Africans in the world, the 10th richest nation on the planet, there's only nine groups of people who bring home more take-home pay than African Americans do, and we don't have an independent community. There's two reasons for that. Number one, slavery destroyed our desire to control our destiny. That's number one. Yes. And after slavery destroyed, religion came in and glorified the fact that we wanted no control over our destiny by saying you need not worry about building a nation. Just pray and God will take care of it. The problem, the problem with religion is not the religion. It's how Negroes who come in the name of Jesus and Muhammad teach it to politically uneducated black folks. There's nothing wrong with the Bible. There's nothing wrong with the Quran. But there's cowards in charge who don't want to use those books to wake black people up so they'd rather put us to sleep. 
my brothers and my sisters. That's our brother, brother Umar. And one thing I say about Umar Johnson, you might talk about him. You might hate him. You might say he's this, he's that. But if there's one thing about the brother, the brother knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. And that's the truth. We don't even have a supermarket to bear our own name. We don't even have a hospital. We had a hospital. We had a hospital. It was called Martin Luther King Hospital. But the staff couldn't do the job like they were supposed to. I'm talking about regular service. I'm not talking about uh, uh, trauma. The trauma center was the best in a state. I remember back in 1991 after the riots, uh, we had people come from out of town. I was working for Valley Presbyterian Hospital. We had people come from out of town and I drove them. This was after the riots. I'm talking about where the smoke was just, you know, just, uh, just now cooling off. And I drove these people. It was about 10 of them. No, it was about eight white folks from different parts of the country that I drove. They was, they was going down to see our trauma center because that's how uh, uh, our trauma center was so important to this community that they were the best in the state. Martin Luther King's trauma center was the best in the state of California. And I drove these eight white folks down to Martin Luther King and while I'm driving, I'm the only black one on the bus. I was, yes, of course, I was doing security. So, you know, uh, I took the hospital bus and I drove these people down. I drove them down to Martin Luther King and I drove them down to Santa Monica. But we started at Martin Luther King first. So I took them all the way from the valley to Martin Luther King Hospital. And you can see them. Oh, my, you can hear them. They was trying to keep it low. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is all they kept saying. And then you could, you could tell someone tapped them to, like, tone it down because you got a black driver. And they never said anything to me, but, you know, come on. I ain't stupid. I know what people see or what they say. Because while we're driving to Martin Luther King, they're shaking their heads. I can see the mirror and I can hear. Little, uh, uh, uh. But see, we gave Martin Luther King, black people gave Martin Luther King Killer King. Black folks gave her that name. And you know what? It became exactly that. And then the next thing you know, they cleaned house and it was no longer a black hospital. See, we destroy our own with our mouth. We talk about everything, but we build nothing. We talk about everything and we have nothing. So what little there is to have, we destroy it by opening up our mouths. This one point three to two trillion dollars that comes into black hands every year. It's just nothing but uh, taking your paycheck and flushing it down the toilet because you don't do nothing but send it out to other people's community. And they're not going to give you a job. We don't take that money because like Brother Umar was saying, you know, without, we don't have a hospital. We can't control that. We don't have a school. Can't control that. Don't have a supermarket. Can't control that. Don't have a financial institution. Some cities do, but they don't really have that much control. They have maybe a little bit of control because we have a founder's bank. I think it's founder's bank in California. 
That's the only black bank that's here. Founders. And black folks don't go there like they should. They too busy giving it to Chase. Bank of America. Wells Fargo. Instead of going to Founders and trying to help build it up. Help try to hire more employees that look like them. No, we don't do that. Why? The brainwashing, we could always say we've been brainwashed. But have we really been brainwashed? We've been free now for over 154 years. You can't keep depending on white folks and keep blaming white folks for everything. Because every time you keep doing that, you just keep giving them the power over you by blaming them instead of taking responsibility for yourself. See, uh, part of that $1.3, uh, $2 trillion uh, 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 that we're picking up every year, uh, Umar Johnson, you know, he, he mentioned a lot of things that it goes towards to make us try to look good or whatnot. But don't forget about the, on average, this is a poll taken, on average, black folks watch 10 hours of television a day. 10 hours of television. Now, if you do the math, 10 hours out of 24 hours leaves 14 hours. In essence, black folks is watching almost 40 or more percent of the day watching television. Almost over 40 percent of the day watching television. And the sad thing is you let your kids sit in front of the television and let that entertain them while you sit back and do nothing. If you are working, you should always, and your kids do have a provide uh, uh, someone a babysitter. You should have that babysitter have those kids reading a book, doing something educational, instead of sitting up watching television for entertainment. But you sit and let your kids watch TV after they get home from school or play video games, which ain't no better. Because they're learning how to do nothing but corrupt stuff, watching these these videos that are basically they have uh, ratings, but you know parents don't care. It's like oh, I give it to them. They ask for it, they give it to them. Don't read the package, just give it to them. Let them play with it. See, the lack of paying attention to your children is really costing our future generations. Because our future generations, because constantly they're just they're continually to build more. Prisons as well as uh, private prisons because they're telling you what they're doing, but you don't see that. It's like Dr. Boyce Watkins had, why do black folks become athletes and entertainers? Well, one, we have the talent. Two, it's easier to get into than anything else, meaning you really don't have to have a degree for either or. But when it comes to your money, once you make it as a singer or an athlete, your money goes straight to where it's supposed to go. It goes to them. Majority athletes in the NBA, they have white managers, singers, pretty much white management or if they do have black, sometimes, majority of times, a good portion of the times, they're being ripped off by their own. But still, the head of all the money is white because the companies, the labor, the label, you can have a label, but the company that distributes the music, they're the ones who have the real control.
You just a label. But they have your music to put it out there. So, my brothers and sisters, we need more regular folk just doing regular jobs. We need some engineers. We need more doctors. We got more sisters becoming doctors than men. But we, we're, we're, we're getting there, especially the black institutions are producing more than the white ones are for our people. But the alumni, they need to push it up a little bit more because you can't continue to, to wait for the government to protect the black institutions because they're not really going to protect them like that. But the $1.3 to $2 trillion a year, the 10th largest country in the world, and we have nothing. We have to start by keeping our money in our pocket this Christmas, buy books instead of toys, buy books instead of that handbag you like, give your mother a nice if it's not her birthday, give her a nice book and tell her why you've given her this book. Buy her some flowers. But we have to start learning how to conserve our money and learn how to start building wealth in order to compete. Brother, uh, Brother Yang, Andrew Yang, who's running for the presidential uh, Democrat nominee. He's he makes a lot of sense. But if Brother Yang doesn't get in the uh, he doesn't uh, win the uh, the presidency for next year, we still have to go on and learn how to build for ourselves and stop waiting for somebody else to do for us. Because the more and more we wait for others, the further and further. We're getting behind in this so-called race. This is the race of real life. This is not on a track. This is on a track of life. So if you want to compete, you better learn how to start saving. Stop spending your money out of your community. I'm sorry, we don't have communities. Stop spending your money out of your neighborhood so we can continue to try to build what we, what we once had was communities. My brothers and sisters, those of you who get this message, I would pray that you pass it on. You pass on the information. You take it serious. Because when I talk about makeup for the sisters, I'm not trying to put you down. When I talk about my brothers not taking care of their kids like they're supposed to, I'm not trying to put you down. Only thing I'm trying to do is help you. Because we all need help. And if there's one thing and if there's one way to start that help and, ha and start that healing is to start keeping our money in our pockets. I'm not going to sit up here and sugarcoat you. I'm not going to sit up here and make you feel good. This is not a feel good speech. It's a speech to wake up. It's a speech to help you learn. Go buy books. You want to start off with some books? Start off with Powernomics by Dr. Claude Anderson. You want to start off with some books? Start off with Message to the Black Man by Elijah Muhammad. You, you, you want to talk about some books? Those are two good books to start off with. Hell, you want to talk about some books? Check out Cornell West. 
Democracy matters. Cornell West, democracy matters. Check out these brothers. And don't forget our brother. They came before Columbus. Ivan Van Sertum. Check them out. They're good reads. They're good to educate you on what's going on in our community for a start. My brothers and my sisters, I say peace. Have a great day. And remember, this is your brother who loves you. Not to hurt you. Peace out.